Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Thoughts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32, 18. Let the celebration begin. All right, good evening. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me, as always, is the, the legend from the intro himself, Ware County Offensive Coordinator and winner of many bets on Bet Online. It's Troop Star 28. It is Israel Troop. What's up, man? Yo, what's the word, man? Uh, yeah, a lot um, with Bet Online this weekend. Day, um, thanks a lot NFL. So I kind of know better now um, about betting. Yeah, never, never bet week one in the NFL. That's that yeah. is uh, <laughs> that's a big, big no, no. But um, I my fantasy team looked awful today. Um, well, not looked awful. I had Saquon Barkley at least, so that was good. Yeah, it hurt my soul because I did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also started like week five. Of doing it, so I think yeah. that's I think that kind of kind of got a little bit ahead of myself today. But the crazy thing is, I only lost by like like a point here and a point there. I didn't win. Yeah. I didn't lose like big time. But it is what it is, man. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, it is South Carolina week. We will be revealing some of our picks on uh, on six. I have six picks here uh, that we're gonna that we're gonna make, uh, including. It is South Carolina week that is the title of the show. South Carolina week. Uh, we are going to Hell's Waiting Room. And as we mentioned, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to get all your sports wagers. Uh, you can you can bet on just about anything. MLB, uh, NHL when it, when it happens, NBA when it happens, uh, golf. You can bet college football, MLS, all of it. And uh, you can even bet the Grammys, which is crazy. That's tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I think so. I have no idea. Um, but you 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 can bet it though, um, as well as the NFL, which uh, which destroyed Israel today. So um, yeah, not too bad though. But uh, it took a little wind sales from doing so well. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you if you wanna if you wanna do as well as Israel, listen to our picks towards the end of the show. You're gonna have to hang around, and we'll release those uh, tonight. And then, if there's any updates on the lines, we'll release those later on this weekend. If you caught our programming stuff, um, you saw that we did uh, that we that we released the preview separately. Um, we had the full episode that released uh, Monday. We had the preview episode and the picks episode that released uh, Friday and Saturday morning. Um, so. There, there's a uh, good chance that you can get all the content that you want 
uh, right here on bet on right here with uh, Believe in Georgia Dogs. But before we before we get into the meat of the show, um, back to the bet online thing. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and uh, join to get that fifty percent welcome bonus. That's uh, use that promo code Believe fifty. That's B L E A V five zero to get that fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Let's let's uh, let's jump right into it. We'll we'll start with the Georgia Georgia Sanford game. Um, it was a really really crazy week two of action uh, on paper coming into it. It didn't look like it was going to be all that exciting with some of the matchups like App State versus Texas A and M, Marshall versus Notre Dame, uh, Georgia State versus UNC, Georgia Southern uh, coming into Nebraska. You know, just some of these games didn't seem like they were going to be all that exciting and. Well, they were, but uh, we'll start with the Georgia game. Um, what, what were your what were your initial thoughts on it um, coming in? What did you want to see, and what did you take away from the actual performance? Man, I think uh, um, I kind of see it a little bit differently because um, Sanford's the head coach of uh, South Alabama. I mean, Sanford. You know, him and Kirby. Must jump all work together at VSU, so I knew it wasn't going to be a monkey stomping like they would any other team that came in. I didn't think it'd go the way that it did. Um, offensively, we seemed off out of rhythm. Um, you know, missed a couple throws, wide open throws at that. Um, receivers, you know, when Brock Byers missed, you know, that sometimes, um, mm-hmm. especially like in the game when he started missing those catches, I was like, this is bad. Um, but you know, like I told my players this weekend. By, by the way, shot defense that Blackwater defense, man, they they mm-hmm. did a Friday night. Um, um, but you know, yeah, I so you got another known, big win. Yeah, let it be known to my guys that uh, when you practice, you're gonna play like Dudu. Um, mm-hmm. I remember reading that they practice like like Dudu on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think Kirby said. Uh, um, so offensively, they came out and played like Dudu. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I was not surprised. Um, at all, um, I would see Dejan and and uh, Kendall, um, you know, kind of kind of get going on this weekend. Um, the run game kind of stood out to me this weekend. Um, we're headed in the right direction with that. Glad to see a Brunt get some time in uh, um, mm-hmm. on the offensive line. I'm important uh, moving forward. Um, I think there's there's a great you know we're kind of playing a little musical chairs right now to see the best combination. But I think that room, um, you know, quite nicely. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Marius Mims slotting in at right tackle a lot more. He looked, I thought he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my biggest takeaways again, just coming out, I, I don't say flat because we moved the ball really well, but just not in sync, just a typical FCS opponent wedged in between your first conference game and a huge win at. Uh, against Oregon, I guess we were smelling ourselves a little bit, missing on passes that we normally that we normally hit, dropping balls that we normally catch, and and things like that was, I mean it, it it's nothing to really worry about, but you know you, you would like to see them you know go forty nine to nothing at halftime and you know empty the bench, but that didn't that didn't quite happen. But Dejon Edwards, it's good to see. Uh, it's good to see some of the freshmen. Uh, Denial on Morset and Dylan Bell getting some catches, getting in on the action. 
Uh, it, it was good to see the offensive line try out some different combinations. It was good to it was good to see Dominic Blaylock get involved a little bit. Kyrus Jackson get involved a little bit. Um, we hope that. Have you heard about Ad Mitchell's injury? Is it um, bad? As far as I know, um, it's, it's an ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not a high ankle sprain because we all know those can take forever to heal. Um, hopefully, he's. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm. I'm pretty sure, hundred percent sure, he wanted to go see um, for treatment, yeah. things like that. So, um, I would play Saturday um, as long as it's not, you know, a devastating, or anything like that. I think they just say he sprained it. Um, yeah. On the one catchy, on the one play, because he only played one play um, of the game. So hopefully he'll be able to play because that's going to be huge going to this weekend um, against that Sox, who, by the way, they're not too shabby. I know that that score seems a little lopsided against Arkansas, but the defense is pretty good. It's the offense that looks questionable at best. Yeah, definitely questionable at best. I mean, I, you know, they, they put up a they put up a good fight, and you know, I, I think they scored despite themselves on on occasion. But that, but they're really good up front, especially on defense, and and they're going to be trouble. And so, you know, this offense better get on the same page and better be as explosive as it was against Oregon, or this game might be a little bit closer uh, than we think, and might be a little closer than the line that I'm seeing. Um, with uh, with this Georgia South Carolina that we're going to pick later, so um, just you know, hopefully you come out. You know, my, my my hope from the Sanford game was come out relatively injury free, play crisp, get the starters out, get them some rest, get some of the backup guys in, and 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 go. Defense pitched a shutout. Uh, saw a lot of good things there. Um, Chris Hatcher's team is really good. They're going to be pretty good in, in in their conference in the Southern Conference. So. Um, you know, hats off to them. They fought their asses off. They played really well in the in the uh, in the red zone defensively. Um, and uh, I was joking with with my friend Matt. Uh, he came over this weekend and uh, watched some of the games with me. He's a he's a Wisconsin guy, so we kind of flip back and forth. But he was like, "So transitive property by Sanford holding Georgia to two field goals on their first two possessions. Does that mean they're better defense than Oregon?" <laughs> they can beat Oregon. So they're Pac-12 uh, champs. Sanford. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. <clears throat> that um, is. At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, it's it's called uh, self-inflicted wounds. There. Um, yeah. Penalties. Know, it's, it's amazing to me how fires. You know, kids sometimes don't realize it. You know, until it actually happens. You know, how you practice exactly how you play on Friday night. If you have a good week of practice, pretty good chance that you're going to play good. Not saying that you're going to win, you right. know, by any means, but there's you can play well if you if you prepared that way. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think that they're going to have to worry um, about preparing this week because Kirby didn't be happy um, during that uh, post game. Um, oh yeah, and uh, he he sounded very much like his mentor <laughs> um, years past. Um, after talking to him. Yep, they're definitely gonna have a good. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're gonna have a very spirited week of practice this week. He's not gonna let them forget oh, it. And he's not, and he's gonna remind them of a few years ago losing to South Carolina when they were in a similar position where they had no business winning any games mm-hmm. with a bad quarterback. Uh, Will Muschamp is going to do everything he possibly can to remind them of 2019. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's very, very hard to win over them. Um, it's very, very hard to play over there. Um, South Carolina is by far have the rudest fans I've ever been a part of in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that is insane. Every drunk person at LSU game. Um, mm-hmm. um, even worse than our fans sometimes, you know, when we, when we go on a bender. Um, South Carolina fans in South Carolina are ruthless. Um, South Carolina fans in Athens are ruthless. So mm-hmm. um, one feel very hostile. I mean, they don't care. I mean, their sandstorm is going to be blasting white towels everywhere. They got a new light show. Yeah, and seizure show is going to be going on. Um, so <laughs> bring your popcorn because it's going to be a show to say the least. And and we'll, we'll get we'll get more in depth on that here in just a little bit. But man, like that afternoon slate of games, like I'm I'm glad we were playing Sanford uh, because it allowed me to watch a few of the other games. Like we'll start with App State and Texas A&M. Like man, App State I'm- week one. They hang 61 on, on North Carolina, end up losing, but they hang 61. And then yesterday, they end up just completely dominating Texas A&M at the, at the line of scrimmage. Man, they and made – they made. What's going on? A&M, it looked like the roles were reversed yesterday because Epstein handled them the whole entire game. They did. Um, it was ridiculous. They handled what they wanted to <clears throat> I mean, they – much uh, Texas A&M offensive now. You understand something. Jimbo Phil, brightest offensive minds, you know, in the league. I mean, he has been for a very yeah. long time and to basically take everything away from him that he wants to do. I mean, not only is that great game planning by App State, that coaching staff, because they did a phenomenal job yesterday. That just shows you that no matter who you go up against, you better prepare every day. You got to prepare every day. Yes, you do. App State has beaten Michigan in the big house. So, of course, they're going to come to college <clears throat> station, you know, where the 12th man is alive and take over. Absolutely. But you knew that was going to happen. They had Not a veteran a- five-star. But, yeah. But, I mean, all them five didn't mean nothing yesterday. App State could care less. Yeah. And App State had their own uh, veteran five-star. Dude signed at Clemson, Chase Bryce. Signed to Clemson mm-hmm. out of high school, couldn't couldn't beat out once in a lifetime generational talent Trevor Lawrence, so he transferred. Which, I mean, hell, anybody would have transferred. He made a great decision going to going to App State. But one thing I noticed about Jimbo is like he carries around a notebook like this on the sideline with papers flying yes. everywhere. So like he, you see him, he's just he's just flipping through it, just trying to. And he's just like this, and you're just like, dude, how do you stay in tune with the game if you're flipping through your notebook? And I always notice the back of his head. My hat's like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of crunt. His is, you know, about that big because his crane is about the size of the wall behind you, which yeah. is very impressive to have a head that big. <clears throat> um, but for the let App State come in there and completely dominate them is – It's crazy. Six A&M defense. I mean, they played well. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with the defense in the game so far. Um, I think the defense is very, very good. I mean, but they got there all day. At some point, the no. offense has got to drive, drive the field. First downs, you know, to give you some rest. I mean, they just looked bad yesterday. Bad. Yeah, I, I, I thought App State did a good job of mixing it up uh, with the play calling, keeping keeping A&M's defense which suddenly became ty- a very tired defense off balance. 
Um, and then they they set them up for for that end of the game where they just where they just started gashing them and gashing them and gashing them, and uh, it, it just went steadily downhill as as the game went on as as Haynes King and the offense couldn't couldn't produce a lick, and it Absolutely. was, it, I mean, if I'm an A and M fan, if I'm an A and M booster, I'm starting to think, <laughs> or my did money. we spend the money on the right guy? What like, where where where's what's happening here, man? Like this is. Now, now game day's going to boom. I mean, did you see the streets? Yeah, game day's going to boom. Yeah, Damn, boom. holy it cow, man! Well, yesterday, mm. it was, it was, it was popping. I think they won that night. I mean, that's awesome. So, um, I know game day's going to have a great time. Um, just from the excitement of the streets. Yeah, Boone, Boone will show them well. Boone will make them. Very, very welcome. So, speaking of another small town that's uh, that was probably hopping last night, uh, Huntington, West Virginia, home of Marshall University. They travel up to South Bend, Indiana, and lay one. It was a great day for the Sun Belt Conference, by the way. They go up there and lay one on Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Just, pick it, just picking passes off left and right, just completely dominating uh, Notre Dame's offense. Just they could Notre Dame's offense couldn't get any footing, and every time they did, Marshall seemed to kind of take it take it away by getting a turnover, a key stop, some sort of penalty against Notre Dame, and then they knocked out Buckner, mm-hmm. uh, dislocated his shoulder on a on a quarterback run. I got, I mean, it's just unfortunate. It wasn't dirt. It wasn't a dirty play. Just unfortunate uh, the way he landed on it, and you know, just kind of popped it out and. Backup comes in, immediately throws a pick. Yeah, I think he. I think the backup threw three picks. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> and then they they made a furious comeback, but time just time just ran out on Notre Dame. Too too late. You know, you get all this flack about Coach Freeman, old Notre Dame coaches in three, blah 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 blah. No one wants to hear that. Look, they're struggling right now, as any team would. Um, they got to find identity offensively. Uh, breaking into new yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Um, last year you had a transfer that come in, it's kind of moving, you know, um, because he already he already had experience. You now you're coming in with an experienced quarterback. You know, there's a lot of the answer here and there. <laughs> although your coordinators and things didn't change and from a quarterback position. Right now we're just talking about offensively because defensively they're going to be fine because mm-hmm. your coordinators are here. Um, but also, I mean, you just got to find the right pieces. And I think they will. I think Coach yeah. Freeman is going to be fine. Um, you know, yeah. you know how people are sometimes. They won't talk and all this, <laughs> that, and the third. A little hyperbole. Um, yeah, you got to have the talking points. Um, at the end of the but day, what it, they're going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be fine. Mar- Marshall just had their number. Marshall made plays when they needed to. They took advantage of the inexperience at the quarterback position and 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 jumped in, uh, jumped a few passes. Notre Dame has an offensive identity crisis right now. That's their biggest problem. Coach Freeman's got to figure out a way to to improve drastically at the quarterback position. What that what that looks like, I have no clue. Absolutely, they've got to figure something out. And you're gonna have I mean Notre Dame. You know, it's not like it, oh my god, I want to go to Notre Dame. You know what I mean? So they're gonna have to find a way to recruit some guys. I mean, they're gonna shake some things up. You know, to get you know the Lamar Jacksons of the world and those guys kind of in Notre Dame, 
because yeah. they need some athletes at like quarterback in the South Bend. I mean, let's let's just be yeah. honest. That whole sitting yeah. in the pocket yeah. stuff, and you know, that's that's all felt. That's all well and good when you got offensive line to do it. You don't right now. So no, you don't. I don't think they're coming anytime soon. Um, so if I were you, I'm trying to get in the guy that kind of move the pocket a little bit, you know, he ain't got to be. He can be as tall as Stetson Bennett, but he can throw and run. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, yeah, you got to somebody that can move. You know, yeah, I um, mean, look look at the best quarterbacks in the in the country right now. They ain't big. They ain't big hulking giant giants. I mean, C.J. Stroud what six one? Yeah, you got Stetson, and you he's got, like hundred. You got Stetson, you got. Bryce Young, who's not much taller than Stetson, if not the same height. You've got, uh, I mean, Will Levis is big, Levis. but he can move. I'm at all. And he, yeah. and he can move. Now, every quarterback yeah. you see right now in NCAA can, except for yeah, D. Daniels <clears throat> that I've seen so far, just like a pure yes. pocket presser. That's what mm-hmm. he sees these in the pocket. Yep, exactly, and and. Uh, well, uh, Nebraska's looking for a new coach. Uh, they they let go of Scott Frost as of earlier today. Yeah. As we record on a Sunday, uh, they suffered a really embarrassing loss against Georgia Southern. After uh, a poor performance and a win against North Dakota and another fall-apart performance against Northwestern over across the pond in Ireland, which he was hoping that – Nobody saw because if it happens, if it doesn't happen in the United States, did it really happen? Um, he has a fifteen million dollar buyout. It was set to drop by half as of October first. So conventional wisdom had me believing they were going to wait till October first to can him because you, you knew the decision was probably already made when they got back from Ireland. Um, mm-hmm. But two really embarrassing performances. They were just like. Fifteen million? Is it really that much? Nope. Okay. All right, Scott. We thank you for your services. They will no longer be needed. <laughs> yeah. If I'm Scott, I'm saying as long as my check clears on the first, I'm and I'm out. You know, I hate I hate that that happened. I think Scott the um one of the most prolific offensive minds coming. You know, from his time at Oregon, from his time at UCF. Um, he right, bright offensive minded guy. Um, so I what do you think went wrong, though? I think the Nebraska game was just a little bit over. Um, I didn't. I think I don't think he realized how much he was going to have to fix, you know, mm-hmm. within that time span because you know, they were bad. You know, Nebraska mm-hmm. was not a very good football team. But they are absolutely better now than they were when he got them. No one can dispute that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's like now. Like, but like he he's doing things that I was gonna say he's doing things he didn't normally do like making really poor special teams calls some of the mismanagement of situations mm-hmm. have been bad like I, I, he didn't do any of this at UCF as a head coach so it's not lack of experience I'm just trying to figure out he lost his identity somewhere between between <clears throat> Orlando and Lincoln um, because in in, or, in Orlando. He was high tempo, lots of energy, mm-hmm. flying around. And he gets to Lincoln and it's disorganized, not sure what to do, not sure how to clean. Like he just walks into a mess and goes, yeah, I'm not sure where to clean this stuff up and moved a few pieces around. 
just to the other side of the room to, and and tried to convince everybody that it was clean and it was still just as messy as it was. It just looked different. <coughs> and I don't know if it was because he was if it's a Nebraska thing being in the shadow of Tom Osborne, that might have a factor to it. But like, why Israel do you think he lost his identity? <coughs> Getting all choked up on it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> um, you know, I think the, um, <clears throat> dang, the alumni kind of being on his back a little bit. <clears throat> Um, if you look at him now, um, look at him when he was at Nebraska, look at him now, he just doesn't look happy whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that's stress. It could be. Um, I think he really knew that it was going to be that bad when he came in. So, yeah. mm, I hate it. Purchase, um, about to be a lot happier. Because yeah. he's about to get nope. picked up by somebody. Yeah, no, no pressure. Seven and a half million dollars. He'll. <laughs> um, Nick Saban's got his cell phone number. Probably he'll end up replacing Bill O'Brien. That game was. Mm. Alabama got outplayed. Yeah. By the Texas way, should have won that game. Texas should have won that by game by far. Yeah. Gary, no, pa- I didn't realize Gary Patterson was there. Uh, yeah, he had. He scouted to a, to a T, didn't he? Oh my God! It's like they, it's like they knew everything they were doing. I mean, they call perfect perfect stunts just about every time. Like <clears throat> that, especially that one. I think it was in the second quarter, right before halftime. Uh, the mic came on a delayed blitz. Mm-hmm. And Gibbs pick him up. Gibbs didn't pick him up. The 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 center went away from it, and dude just right down Broadway. Smacked mm-hmm. Bryce Young. They went. I mean, uh, just smoked him. They, well, they went Louis protection, uh, unslid right, and mm-hmm. I get it went right too. But he missed the mic and he came scot free. I mean, that's what games do. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, there's no moral victory in football whatsoever. Uh, yeah. But Texas played their butts off yesterday um, yeah. to lose a quarterback. Backup quarterback to get hurt, you know, have anger himself, um, to did to go up in that game. Um, the only bad is he gave Bryce Young too much time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he went. He marched. He marched right down the field, as Bryce Young does. And this is going to be fun when when I get on the mic here on Wednesday night on SEC After Dark, because Jake is a uh, Jake Thomas is a Alabama guy, we've been talking over Twitter about that, and he's he's uh, he's not very pleased with uh, with Bill O'Brien. He's like, yeah, we should be one and one, and I had to remind him that they're not one and one. So, yeah, you, you take that win, you put it in your back pocket, and you go because that well, was at the same uh, time, you know, Bill O'Brien, but receivers drop balls. After <clears> him. Um. Penalties. Bryce was getting hit the whole time. Um, penalties. Yeah. I mean, there was a, an accumulation. I don't really blame that on Bill. Um, I think they aren't really holding up their end of the bargain um, because Mm-mm. Alabama's always had dominant receivers, not one, which baffled me the whole 
with the whole minute left, you know, your points off of these receivers um, as to why Texas didn't come up and press these guys, you know, get hands on them and make, literally make Bryce beat, you know, mm-hmm. because he made a couple of throws, which got him close down there, <clears throat> you know, but make him beat you by himself. And then a couple of throws in take, space too. Guess what mm-hmm. happened? He throws that on dirt, which he has been known to, you know, yeah. might get a, might get a pick. Things like that. So, you know, like I said, Texas played their butts off. I mean, it was a great game. Um, I watched that game to the end. That, that was an awesome game. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did as well. And that was, that was outstanding. Um, you know, just the way Texas played and played and played and, and put a lot of pressure on them. It reminded me of the Iron Bowl last year where you get outplayed until about a minute left to go in the game. Then you sink mm-hmm. back and you turn it do on. what you. You do what you haven't done all game, which is play a little bit more conservatively and try not to get beat deep, dude. You're Texas. You're you're gonna like you're probably gonna finish eight and four, seven and five. You're gonna be like fourth in your conference. Why not press? Hell, you were supposed to lose by twenty points. You're up. Yeah. Just go freaking do it. Just go freaking take. Make them beat you at that point. Absolutely. And with that performance. I think they have a really good possibility in the one or two. If they play with that, if they play like they did last night, eliminate some uh-huh. of the stuff that they they got a really good chance in one and two in that league over there. They do. That I mean, really they, they've got to. Yeah, they just got to keep mixing it up and keep keep going, and you know, they've got to you know fight through these injuries a little bit and and hope hope to get you know yours i think is out 4 to 6 weeks is what they say mm-hmm. what they're saying so hudson card's going to have to going to have to get that ankle well and they're going to have to they're going to have to smoke and mirrors until yours gets back and then absolutely you know they, and they, they can have, do they that. have a solid run of game they you have a great solid, defense i mean mm-hmm. your d line played well yesterday um mm-hmm. if you were, if you were go down they win that football game. They probably went by. Um, they probably went by two possessions. Had a, had a great to, game plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, taking advantage of everything they did. Um, they couldn't be right. I mean, that's not not only is that game plan. It's because you know them, kind of know the mindset of what they're thinking. Things. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Sark, Sark had a great game plan for just just one of those things. You like, dang, we were almost there. Like, what do you do? Because um, it's really it's two things you can do: is motivation, or we can go in the tank. So hopefully they don't. Bama won't go in the tank. I don't think. I mean, they're too good not to go in the tank. They'll figure some things out. Um, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner will get them, get them right. Yeah, they come out of Texas. Oh, oh hell yeah! They'll use it as motivation. <laughs> they'll come into the Red River Shootout, and I, you're going to see another classic in the Red River Shootout. That's you're going to see, good. you're going to see, you're going to see Texas finally beat Kansas for the first time in 1500 days. <laughs> I like, you're, I mean, is, it's, it's going to be epic. That's pretty crazy. Isn't possibility. It? I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> exactly. I know, right? See that? See that rivalry tumble? But, um. So when Mark Stoops took the job at Kentucky, did you ever did he did do you think that he ever thought he would be uttered in the same sentence as Bear Bryant? 
I never thought that he would be the same sentence as Bear Bryant when he took that job. Well, he passed him he on the all-time good. wins list. I knew Kentucky. he would be good. But, you know, that is that is a very, very awesome thing that he's done. Um, mm-hmm. The winningest coach in Kentucky football history. In the yeah. last three years and beat in the swamp. That is impressive. Yeah. It's, Not just beat them, I mean, like completely dominate them for four quarters. Yeah, dominant defense. They don't have Chris Rodriguez. They're still trying to figure things out on offense with Levis and Paul Sangrinello. I can't even say his name. I butchered that one. It's okay. Maybe Vinny can can correct me. <coughs> but again, they continue. They continue to just fill in studs with studs on def- on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose Josh Pascal, bring in another stud. You lose a couple of their defensive linemen. Bring in some more studs. I mean, they played so well on on defense last night. They, I mean, Anthony Richardson' heads was was spinning. He couldn't. He didn't know which way was up. He was rattled. They were they were constantly in his face. They were mixing things up. They were harassing Florida's offensive line, who was very inconsistent against Kentucky. And it was a totally totally different ball game. And Florida had chances to win. And, and I think a lot of that's due to Kentucky's offense not being able to kind of put them away, but. Um, which if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm slightly concerned with that. But defensively, my God. Man, they, they <clears throat> pretty much shut um, Anthony Richardson down, which is who teams have been able to do so far except for Georgia. Um, he is he's a phenomenal lead. And for Kentucky to do what they did to him last night. They contained him. Makes me a little, makes me a little they scary because may- he's a really good football club. And we got to go to Lexington. They come to, we got to, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to go to Lexington. No, they came to us Ooh. last year. Oh, I thought yeah, we got to go to Lexington. No, we, we, we go up there. You know, yeah, we'll I hope they win all their games. They play us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're going to be a problem in the East. And so is Tennessee. Tennessee is yeah. going to be a problem in the East. They, they go up to Pitt. They get the redemption. Made me nervous a little bit. Well, not probably not me because I didn't have money up, but they they made you nervous. I, I thought Pitt when Keaton Slovis went down though, I was like, "Yeah, they got this." It made me super nervous. I was like, "What in the world is going on here?" And then they and then they yeah. scored. They tie it up. It's like, geez, it was a good game. Pitt's a good team. Pitt's it better is. than I thought they were. They're going right. to surprise some people. I can't wait for this game. Yeah. Pitt's gonna win. Pitt's gonna be good. unless Clemson plays. Unless Clemson plays the other kid, I don't think DJ Ungulale is gonna beat gonna beat Pitt. I'm not a I'm not a Ungulale believer. He had a good yesterday, just considering because they played the school line, but they played um, Furman. They played the Paladins. Of Furman. Yeah, they played an FCS opponent, so of course he's gonna play well. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until he does against the. A really good TC opponent again. Because show up against Georgia Tech, and everybody yeah. showing up against Georgia Tech. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I joked that uh, whoever made Georgia Tech's schedule hates Georgia Tech, and I, I joked that it was Josh Brooks that made his schedule, <laughs> made Tech's schedule. That was pretty That's funny. Um, so any other games you any other games you want to? 
talk about briefly before we uh, before we jump into this preview? There were so many. I'm very impressed with Arkansas's performance. Um, Coach Pittman, that that group going are very very good. Um, mm-hmm. There was another game yesterday. I was watching it earlier today, but I can't remember the top of my head. But you know, this week is going to be a really good week game. So um, yeah. it was supposed to be, you know, you play your touch game week one, then you kind of take it take it easy. This week, conference play. So it's going to yeah, be a fun week. Go. Yeah, it will be. It'll be. A, it'll be. It'll be crazy. We got some good picks lined up for you too. So it'll be. Uh, it'll be nice to know. So. Let's jump into this preview. Georgia travels to Columbia, South Carolina, take on the Gamecocks. Gamecocks are uh, one and one with a narrow victory over Georgia State and a tough loss to to Arkansas. Um, so far, Spencer Rattler is not the answer uh, for South Carolina. But if you're Shane Beamer, what are, what what is scouting Georgia? What is what is South Carolina going to have to do to give themselves a chance? You're going to have to establish some type of run um, to control the clock um, to keep our offense off the field because I'm willing to bet their offense is going to be clicking in this game on Saturday. Um, yeah. And another thing you're going to have to do is how can I attack zone coverage? Um, you know, because when Georgia gets to that man coverage, you're not going to be able to do anything. Um, but when we do do it, we kind of zone blitz a little bit. Um, how, how can I attack the zone? Where's the weak at um, in the secondary? It's in the zone, zone coverage that we play, things like that. Um, don't try to outsmart yourself because you're not going right. to be able to do it. Um, right. Just kind of you establish your game plan, stay within your game plan. That's, that's how you attempt to beat Georgia. Because I promise you this, they listen as they were last week. Oh no, oh no, they won't and be. They didn't and realize that. I, I think Mr. Rattler said, so, "You know what? They're going to rattle him at any point." Well, I mean, he has no supporting cast either. I mean, he's he's just kind of out there, and you know, you put a guy like that with no supporting cast, it's gonna it's gonna blow up on him at some point, um, and he's gonna. It, it, it's going to happen like it did at Oklahoma. It's just kind of his pattern. He did it in high school on QB1. He did it at Oklahoma. I mean, the freaking quarterback whisperer himself, Lincoln Riley, gave up on him. So, I, you know, I, I think they're going to just have to find a way to protect well, give him time, move the pocket, you know, take advantage of, you know, don't get complete or actually, actually, be patient and take the five yard hitches, take the, take the nickel and dimes and, and try to keep George off balance. Oh, yeah. So if they can protect him, get the ball out quick, break some tackles, uh, move the chains. They have a chance. Um, they have a chance, do not, but do not lose the game because you will lose. No. Right. I mean, he, he's, he's kind of like Bo Nix. Like there, there's going to be some plays where George is going to, Give him one look, shift to another post snap, and he's going to throw it right to Chris Smith. And Chris Smith, this is a this is a this is a prime game for a Chris Smith pick six, kind of like the way they did DJ Ungulale. Like they mm-hmm. they got after him, 
they they harassed him, they hit him, they picked him off. Like he couldn't he couldn't complete simple passes. They were in his head. It's going to be a lot of stuff like that where Nolan Smith is going to be constantly harassing. He's going to be in the oh, backfield. Yeah, He's going to be hitting, you know, and and Shane uh, Shane Beamer, uh, Spencer Rattler is going to be on the run. Yeah. Um, stat up front. Um, obviously and defensively, um, very good front seven. Um, that's one. Thing. <clears throat> that's one. Um, their secondaries. Their secondaries now. They they they, mm-hmm. they are pretty. They're a lot better. Um, well, they're most they're going to be without. They're going to be without two defensive starters: Jordan Stra- Stracken and Mo Kaba. Uh, injury. Mm, so uh, edge rusher Jordan Stracken and linebacker Mo Kaba. So two of those front seven guys, starters, are going to be out. Uh, RJ Roderick is going to be banged up. He's not going to be hundred percent, but he's practiced. He'll be ready to go. Um, Alex Huntley got, got banged up a little bit, but he's going to be fine going forward and wide receiver. Corey Rucker could be potentially available too. So that, that might be a, a, a weapon there for, uh, for Spencer Rattler, um, somebody they were looking forward to. So without two defensive starters, I, I this if this offense doesn't feast, you know the I think for for Georgia, the offense has got to start. It's got to start the way it started against Oregon, mm-hmm. fast and easy, easy yards. And if it can stop fat, if it can start fast in a rhythm, easy going, and put one across, and then do it again. If they could do it three times, yeah. South Carolina will quit. It'll go just like the yeah. Oregon game. <laughs> They'll they fold. Will quit. fold. They'll fold. He'll he'll be uh, yelling at people. You know, and like he'll throw some and uh, yeah. like I said, uh, one of my former players, um, Jaheim Bell, over there um, at mm-hmm. South Carolina. I hope he does well. Um, you know, but just one of them games, man. The game because it's it's a tough environment. Um, over at Bryce Stadium in South Carolina, I hate playing there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Sandstorm yeah. You've mentioned every that. day. Uh, um, you know, so it's just one of those games where you've got to be on point um, because they will beat you. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. They can beat you, um, despite yeah. I mean, how they're they're, they're prime to it. How sorry people think they are. They. This is one of them games where South Carolina can't beat. You. So yeah, we just got to. You know, we know. Yeah, I mean, beat us alone. Defensive guys yeah. out, so it's time to just take it, man, to get back on track and look for the mm-hmm. road to the championship. One because we're kind of hitting yeah, this I mean, right now with our focus right now. We got to get back on track. Yeah, and I think this a road trip to Columbia is going to be just what the doctor ordered. I mean, I you know, again, like the you you said it perfectly, and history can back this statement up that if we start slow in Columbia, it's not going to be easy. It never has been, never will be. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to come out and fight and, and they're going to, they're going to get pressure on Stetson. They're going to, they're going to do some things. They're going to mix some things up. They're going to hit a few big plays. They're going to move, but our defense has got to, you know, I think for us, we got to play man and come after Rattler defensively, Mm -hmm. offensively, mix it up like we did against Oregon. 
Mm-hmm. Looks RPOs, yeah. different looks, um, different things in the run game, uh, vertical shots, thing you know, crossing routes, bootlegs, things that we did against Oregon that you know from a from a bunch of different formations. I mean, I, I thought we had really really good play calling against. Again, well, in both games, I thought we've had really good play calling. The execution was lacking a little bit at times against Samford, but you know, I, I, I think Munkin is—he's feeling pretty good right now, and he's going to have to get off to a fast start. This offense got to get off to a fast start. That's the key. Sluggish start, sluggish game. South Carolina has a chance. Absolutely, and you know, too, out of all the things Georgia's done. You can kind of say they they've ran it out of so many formations with so many different pieces. Yeah. Um, out of twelve personnel, ten personnel, one personnel, they've all they've all done that. So, right, um, you can give books, and but you can't practice all of them. No. So, um, no. with that being said, like fast, mm-hmm. you know, throw some wrinkles in here and there. <clears throat> I mean, it'll be walking the park, but you, you don't. go tempo. Yeah, it's going to be a long day for mm-hmm. where we win. Absolutely, because I don't think Alabama, I don't think South Carolina has enough firepower. But if you give them a chance, they're going to make it a game. And yeah. if you really give them a chance around and beat you, I think I think Kirby's going to show them. I think Kirby and and Muschamp are going to show them that 2019 film where we we had four turnovers. And a, mm-hmm. and a gazillion penalties, same time slot. I mean, it was it was a home game at, for Georgia, but it was the team was built very similarly. There's there's a couple pieces that can give you trouble, but if you let those pieces give you trouble, you're gonna. That's exactly what you're gonna get. And if uh, if you go out and just step on step on their throat early, like they did the previous year in 2018, then you'll have zero issues. But if you hang around, get some penalties, get an early turnover, give them give them the ball early. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. And South Carolina's a good team. They did. It was the year Will Muschamp got fired. We we gave him a stay of execution, but I think he I think it unraveled for him later on. It was terrible. We stayed from through four interceptions. Yep. And we missed the field goal. It was a James Coley special. That was it was awful. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I remember being. Yeah, I remember being really upset about that when I was like, "God Almighty, this is this is bad." Like, if you lose, like losing is one thing. Like we lost LSU that year in the SEC championship. We fought our ass off. But Joe Burrow did what Joe Burrow does, and mm-hmm. there's nothing we could have done about it. Cool, fine, great. But we lose the way we lost that game was sloppy, yep. bad decisions, predictable, predictable. Uh, no energy. Well, we just thought we were going to walk out there, set our helmet down at the 50 yard line. They were just going to collapse, and it didn't so, happen. Yeah, I mean, you see him come out. Them come out of the, out of the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, watch them on the side. Yeah, boys, I think we're finna get beat. Mm-hmm. You can and, just tell. 
Yeah, and Robert made a good point. They're going to show that 2019, preach about complacency and not smelling yourself too much, and, and hopefully this group is mature enough. I think the leaders on this team, we'll see what they got. This is the game. This is the game That's where the leader. leaders – we'll see what the leaders have. It's, 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 it's real easy to win the season opener in that situation. It's real easy to be up for that game against against Oregon. And and it's not surprising that our energy was down a little bit for Sanford. It was, you know, whatever. Um, but this is going to be the game. Mm-hmm. This is the game. You go out and blow out South Carolina, okay, I believe you. You're for real. But you go, around, you go out there, let them hang around, or worse, let them beat you. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's some question marks here. South Carolina's always been Georgia's tonight. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No matter what team, South Carolina and Vandy, and Kentucky, and every once in a while. But between yeah. South Carolina and Vandy, I mean, those two teams. I mean, we lose them at some point along the road. I think prior we to 2011, it was Florida too. Prior to 2011, yeah. Florida, we couldn't. It didn't matter what. It didn't matter what happened. Florida was Florida was like the '80s Celtics, like. We were going to fight them like hell, then we were going to fold, they were going to come back and beat us, or they were just going to blow us out from the start. Like, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they were just going to get us. Yeah. So, I think we didn't go play this <clears throat> game and get on over with all of the day. Just run, run through them. Again, whatever that tempo, just get them frustrated, hit Spencer, and go. Yep. Ball. Bully ball. Bully. That's right. Absolutely. That's that's exactly right, Robert. Bully ball. So, um, let's get into our picks, man. It, it. it will definitely be miserable hot. So let's start with this game. Since since we just wrapped up talking about this game, we'll we'll use this to start our picks. So I told I didn't tell you what the line was uh, on purpose because I wanted to save it for the picks. But this game we were just talking about <clears throat> that Georgia needs to come out and not come out flat. It's not a six and a half point spread, seven and a half point spread. Bet Online has it as a twenty-four and a half point spread. Mm, Georgia mm. favored on the road. That's a lot of points for this that game. A lot of points. But we said that about Oregon. And we more than tripled it. We did. We did. Then I took that spread too. Yeah. Um, I think we felt like we're supposed to. Okay. In Georgia, and I, I think we cover that. It's from the simple fact we feel like we're supposed to. Um, start on all stands. I think we will. I think we will and play like we're supposed to, and that's just, just that's just how you know what I mean. I don't think they have enough firepower to beat us. Um, no. Interesting for a little while, um, as they always do. Uh, play. Just like normal. I'm thinking 48-20. Yep, and that would be a cover. I'm not going to attempt the math, but um, see now you're you're in the classroom now. Finally, so you're <laughs> uh, you can you can do these things. I'm gonna take Georgia cover too, because uh, unless we turn the ball over four times and get a kajillion penalties and <clears throat> have some luck plays go 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 against us and not being able to handle the miserable heat that somehow descends on Columbia, South Carolina, every time we play them, 
Um, I'm going to take Georgia in the 24 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take them to cover this 24 and a half point spread. So I like it. And uh, I think Robert will take it too, probably. Sounds like it. Um, but uh, he's always looking to make a statement. Our next game, I picked six games that I thought were really interesting. <clears throat> so I didn't like ramble through the bet online stuff. So <laughs> OU travels to Nebraska. Mm. Nebraska now has an interim coach. So that line is minus 13 and a half for Brent Venables' crew. I'm taking it. I take, I, think, I, I take it easy. Okay. I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna blow them out. I think Gabriel's Debra- gonna have like, a great game. I think mm-hmm. they're they're going to Nebraska's gonna be I mean <clears throat> the, the, the kids love Coach Frost, so I mean um from a lack of Do they though? I know, I feel like they quit on everything them. I've read. Everything I've read is, you know, they, they like it, you know, but I could be you know, that's just yeah. You know, but it's going this year. You know, they may come out and play inspired football. You never know. Um, I think Oklahoma's going to be a little bit too overwhelming for them. And uh, I don't think Coach Venables is going to let anything happen on his watch either. So, oh, no, they're, they're, they're going to crush them. They're going to absolutely crush them. And, and Robert agrees. He says, as you can see, slam Alabama to cover. So, Alabama, slam Oklahoma to cover. So yeah, minus 13 and a half. That I think that's easy money. Penn State, <clears throat> three-point road favorites on the plains. They take on Auburn. Um, <clears throat> after watching uh Finley in that group struggle again today, um Saturday, I'm definitely taking that one. Yeah. Hmm. I they yeah, they struggled. <laughs> They're just not good, Auburn. Not the um, answer at quarterback. So, no. If he trots out there He's again, Penn, this is easy money. For, but I mean, Penn State's not exactly—they're not exactly lighting the world on fire either. No, but that defense is much improved with uh, Manny Diaz as DC, and mm-hmm. defenses look offense. So, um, I think they got a really good chance. Even if they just, you know, kick a field goal. Right. Is it three and a half? Just three. So, yep, they'll kick a field goal to win. Yeah. It might be three. They'll win. Could be. They'll win. Yeah, they'll, they'll uh, we'll at least hit the uh, – I, I, I bet that one gets teased down or or maybe even teased up. That, that line may, may change. <clears throat> okay, Ole Miss travels down to Atlanta. First time since 1960-something. Uh, if you looked on Locked on Ole Miss, Stephen Willis does a whole episode about the history of the rivalry between Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Bet you uh, bet you didn't have that on your bingo card as things that exist. Uh, I did not. I didn't know they, they get it. They do. And uh, Johnny Vaught and Bobby Dodd are were arch nemesis arch rivals uh it was something you have to watch the episode but it was something like uh you know georgia bobby dodd didn't want to play Ole miss and then it turned into georgia tech leaving the conference and then getting blackballed from rejoining the sec like they've tried to join the sec like three times and they oh, couldn't wow. they kept getting they, 
who they who who because it has to be a unanimous vote. Who kept blocking them? Oh. Ole Miss and Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. that's the short version. So go listen to the uh, Stephen Willis' show about the history of it. But they are 14 and a half point favorites at Georgia Tech. I think it's an easy cover. I think it's an easy cover. I think uh, Ole Miss is way too athletic. Um, <clears throat> Georgia Tech is that much more far away. Yeah. I think so, too. They're going to lose as soon as puts that suit on, whichever suit he's going to wear. As soon as he shows those. He's the most oddly shaped person. Either that or his tailor's yes. god-awful. He's shaped like Michigan. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and he wears suits two sizes too small, so like he wears skinny suits. Yes. Like his jacket like is like looks like it's hanging on for – like. That no, one you got to – like. That one button man mm-hmm. and then it just looks like he couldn't find pants that fit him yeah oh god it's, it's bad. yeah i know he's been <laughs> scattered covered and smothered as uh led him to be st- stuffed into his suits so mm-hmm. but anyway it's it's gonna be an, it's gonna be an easy cover and it doesn't matter if altmeyer or jackson dark's playing quarterback at Ole miss it doesn't matter they're going to, it's going to be at least, it's going to be like a 41 to 10, 38 to 38, 13, something like that. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be bad. Which leads us to our next game. Speaking of the ACC, Miami, the U travels into Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Given what we talked about earlier in the show, I feel like this is easy money because Miami is plus five and a half. Miami. Oh day every day and all they gotta do is win you know what oh my god like this like i might take an old miss miami parlay i think that sounds pretty good i might do a four-parter i don't know let me let me look at the over under on these but great and then i might hit a parlay with these two that sounds yeah Yeah, the uh, the over under on Penn State Auburn is forty seven and a half. Ole Miss over under fifty nine and a half. Under. And then let's see. Where is this one? Think not score against Ole Miss now. The over under for Miami A and M is forty eight. Taking the under on too. Yeah. It's gonna be over on Ole Miss. Georgia Tech. Ole Miss can score a lot of points. Yeah. Everybody else, I think I'd take the under. So we actually have a pretty good defense the rest of those games. And then finally, our last game, Mississippi State travels to LSU. This is I I promise you, I don't think this is a glitch. I don't think this is a misprint, but Mississippi State is three-point favorites at LSU, and the over/under is fifty-four. Ooh, I think I have to go. Oh, Mississippi! I gotta go Mississippi State on this one. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think Coach Leach comes in, gets him a big win. Yeah. Tiger Stadium. I don't think LSU is ready yet. 
Um, I yeah. think the Mississippi State can keep uh, um, the control. Uh, Booty had a very good game last week. Um, their second, that Mississippi State secondary is pretty specific. I think they keep them under control. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I never thought I'd see it. I'm I'm gonna have to take Mississippi State on this because it's just so preposterous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Robert, just uh, will you make sure that the audio hasn't stopped on YouTube or the other places? Uh, our audio is stopped on Facebook, which whatever. Um, they can find the full audio version anywhere you find your podcast. So, yeah, I want to take the Bulldogs here, man. Like they're three point road favorites at LSU. I don't think think you'll ever see that. Don't no, even when never had. E- even even when Dak Prescott was there, they I don't think they were favorites against LSU. Yeah. Even at home, I think they played him at home that one year. Go back over there because he ended up for these Cowboys right now, and I ain't real happy about it. <laughs> I told what I tell you, dude. You got to find a new team. You're in South so Georgia. Hard. You got plenty to choose from. You go. <laughs> you go look down right down the road, man. Miami played some good ball today. Apparently, uh, Tyreek Hill said that his head coach needs to carry his, his balls around in a in a wheelbarrow after going for it on fourth and seven. So the law of analytics, man. You know, he was yeah. an analyst. <clears throat> I would love to see well, how he, he like really those because I don't think like that. Um, but no, I don't either. I like how how much do you look at your play sheet during the game? I actually do. I, I call off mine. Of course, I have lit, lit stuff in my head, um, but I kind of have it in sequence to where, where if I'm in rhythm, like it's right next, they're right next to each other. That makes sense. Yeah, like I, I don't really come it very often. Do you, so you just you just script out a, a, a rhythm of play calls. Do you script out like series one, series two, series three, series four, or do you just have like a list of? Uh, plays that you go and like, okay, I'm going to start here this series and mm-hmm. work my way down. Or, Yeah, that's kind of how we do it. That's interesting. I, it works. It I don't, uh, it's really it's cool. It's, hey, really, it's really weird. <laughs> when you, how many plays way. do you put on your list, your your rhythm list there? There's like 10. There's also like different ways to run it. So it's like yeah. a sequence of stuff to do it. Um, all right, what are they doing to this front, to the bridge? And it kind of just kind of marries up together. Hmm. I have to get with, I have yeah. to get with you in the off season and really kind of, I, I don't, I mean, I'm looking for a better way, but I, I don't think I looked at my play sheet more than once. I think I looked at, I, I was holding it the whole night, but I don't think I ever really looked at it. Mm-hmm. I just get it. I just get a rhythm in my head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And go, yeah. Some people and I do. just I just um, rattle it off. You know, up until this year, because we all work together. Um, you know, I usually don't even look at the play. A time that I play in, I look at the ball snap. Um, I kind of, and then I, I'm on already up to the next play, so I barely yeah. like look up on either. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 pretty much the same. That's because we play so fast. You know, it's like boom. Yeah, yeah, no that's right. You, you can't reflect really until 
defensive series. Yeah, um, we go to the sideline. And, and since we moved away it. from since we moved away from wristbands, it's been a lot easier for me too. Because I'm not having to oh, search yeah. for the wristband number to give them the number, and I'm not having to like scan up like. Even when I designed it in a way where I put everything in clusters with a number, like it was mm-hmm. like, it was like idiot proof. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, Friday night I try to get in a rhythm and I can't because I'm like, uh, okay, uh, 37, 37 zone. Uh, okay, hey, 21, 21. Cause you have to list out every formation that you're going to run it out of and, put it on a card so like it's it, it just it, it was so slow I, it was yeah bad. we used uh whenever i used every every there was a color for each one um but it was like six plays were from the left hash and right hash it was yeah. color coded so if on it trips like trips was blue mm-hmm. right but then like trips left would be green you know so if it was it depended on the way i could already look and look at it and then we go even then though i don't like i guess it's just how my brain works i just if i have to read i get i get off my rhythm i get i'm not i'm i can't i feel robotic i just can't i don't know it's tough especially when you're on the field not in the box either most box office coordinators you know they're they're, I, i i guess also I try to create I try to create chaos where it appears to be chaos. And, but the other side it appears to be chaos too. Where like I try to get in a rhythm where I'm not really in a rhythm according to their sideline. Mm-hmm. But in my mind I'm definitely in a rhythm. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I do. That's so it looks like I'm throwing good. darts at a dartboard, right? Yeah. But I'm not. Need rhythm Saturday. Go ahead and get it over with. Yeah. Get, it home, get to the house. Yes. Getting that air condition. What time is that, that game? That's one o'clock kickoff. It's a, it's a noon kick. Noon. It's a nooner. What was that visiting locker room like? Was it tight, cramped? No. No the, AC? No, the locker room's pretty good. On the, it's on the home side. If you're looking at the student series right there to your left hand side, um, okay. right up under the the spiral case over there, if it's still there. Gotcha. That's where it was yeah. when I played. I'm pretty. Yeah, everybody it, was there. Um, you know, it's pretty spacious. Everybody on a little locker area. Uh, um, the worst I think was was Vandy, um, but I, I think they kind of redid everything there. Um, they just kind of put you in a storage closet. Be more accommodating. So, <laughs> Yeah. No, not too bad at all. So, all right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us here uh, on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Um, We hope you take our picks and uh, listen very carefully to Israel because he made a lot of money last week. So if you want to do the same, you do the same. If if you're in South Georgia, you want to see some good football, head on down to Waycross. Who do y'all play this week? We're off this week. A much needed week. I'm back and play Bainbridge. Okay. Americans. Well, next next, next week. week, next week, if you want to see some good football, head over, uh, find find the Ware County Gators, and you can find them. If you're in the Nashville area, you can uh, come to Lewisburg and watch us.
take on Marshall County. We got our first win of the season, 14-7 to seven, um, over Montgomery Central. We did a little bully ball ourselves to close out the game. I think we closed out the game with like 12 straight runs. And our last play was a snap over the head. <laughs> but uh but it didn't matter. It, we were like deep in we were like deep into their territory. So like we took a delay and it, it, it ended up working out just fine. But it, it got interesting there. But we, we ran we ran the ball twelve straight times. It was great for our offensive line who has been struggling big time. Uh, but they this one you thought you were safe. He snaps it over his head. <clears throat> And I'm glad our quarterback was able to get back there and fall on it. I'm glad they didn't have anybody fast. Because if yeah. they had scooped and scored that to tie the game up, oh my God. That would have been bad. That could have been really bad. So do that sometimes. It does. But uh but anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Um, for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by Bet Online. We thank you for watching. Find us on YouTube, subscribe, find us on social media, find us anywhere you find your podcast. And we will see you back here next week. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.